to full power. Shields are doing a major fade. We're going down. Yes, the planet has energon. Too much energon. Continued exposure to unaltered forms will result in permanent damage. Create alternatives based on the most powerful local creatures. Too much energon. 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 Detected Vector 597. Oh, no, not that. Ah! Greetings, Maxipals, and welcome to another episode of Too Much Energon. Episode 48 now. 48. Another, another laser comb production. On Too Much Energon, we talk about Beast Wars shit and we talk shit about Beast Wars. That's what we do every week, baby. Every week, and today, uh, listeners, you get the privilege of listening to us talk about Beast Wars shit in comic form, but probably mostly, mostly talk shit about Beast Wars comic. <laughs> and when we say comic, we don't mean in a comedic sense. No, we we don't no. have. We, we don't have Megatron up on stage delivering his stand-up comedy routine. I, I'd like that. <laughs> Act, no, I, actually, I, I'd love to see Scorponok on stage trying to do stand-up. <laughs> Specifically Scorponok. Specifically Scorponok, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, NeoCal. Yeah, and... Uh, so this kind of got started because a couple of weeks ago uh, we were taken to task. I think I t touched on this a little bit last week, but we were taken to task by a uh, a user on YouTube named, I think, Artist Touch Productions. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, 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 something like that. So we had on a recent episode been kind of shit talking the 2021 uh, IDW Beast Wars comic. And they were basically like, uh, so is it just the art you don't like? Because if so, that's really unfair because issue five is really good. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll get caught up and read as much of it as we can. And like, I was like, hey, let's just devote an entire episode to it. Cause you know, why not? We're kind of in a like limbo stage of the podcast right now. Still not announcing what our plans are yet, but that's coming soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this week on Too Much Energon, uh, if you're listening to this show and you like Beast Wars, you probably, maybe, maybe know that uh, back in February, uh, IDW launched a new Beast Wars comic. Uh, it's currently up to issue five at the time of recording. Uh, I've read all five issues um 
I had only, yeah, Cal's only read the first three, but I've uh, read all five that are currently av available. And when we were, I, I should preface by saying, like, when we were a few weeks back shit-talking the 2021 Beast Wars comic book, uh, both of us had only read issue one at that point, and yeah. we were going based solely on that. So I'm like, you know what, let's give it a fair shake. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about on uh, this week's Too Much Energon. So, uh, Cal, why don't we uh, get started on issue one? So, uh, issue one, uh, written by Eric Burnham and art by Josh Bur Burkham or Burcham? Probably Burcham. new. Burcham, yeah. Yeah. So, right away, um, you get a little, it goes a little bit before Beast Wars. Yeah. So you learn that Megatron, we know on the show that he took Megatron's namesake, G1 Megatron's namesake. Um, right away, it's revealed that um, Beast Wars Megatron's name is Galavar. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's talking to the... the <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> yeah, he's talking to the, the Tri-Predicus Council, who we saw, I think it was in Season 2 of Beast Wars. And he tells them his plan to steal the golden disc. And they're like, uh, oh, or he tells them that he wants the golden disc. And they're like, oh, they won't just give it to you. And he's like, I don't intend to ask. No. And they're like, what's your plan? And he tells them his plan to like steal it and like disable all of the maximal ships uh transwarp drives so no one can follow them and they're like brilliant but foolish we don't approve and he's like i wasn't asking your permission either no also and indeed now fuck you <laughs> yeah. uh and indeed that that's the the operations already underway so we're getting a little bit of little bit of backstory uh like prior to what we got in the beginning of the Beast Wars uh, TV show, and you can tell it's um, set during a time of like peace because uh, Galavar and his men they split up to do two things. There's a team that attacks like a science museum, a science facility, yeah, and steals the golden disc. Simultaneously, his other the other people, they steal a transwarp-capable warship. Yeah. yeah, And then take out all the other transwarp-capable ships in the shipyard. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene where they're taking the disc and all the Maximals that are defending the museum are kind of just running. They're not fighting. Pterosaur wants to stab and murder one of the guards and Dinobot stops him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is inhonorable. Just knock them out and, and go. So right away, we get a little, like, taste of honorable Dinobot and shitlord Pterosaur. <laughs> <laughs> he has his honor. And Scorponok just is like, what are you two doing? Fuck off. We have a mission to do. And he just, like, shoots the guy. and <laughs> They move yeah. on. Yeah. 
I like that there's a little pun in here. It's like, no, there's a big shipyard, right? And it's like, no incidents in 14,207 cycles. And um, who is it? Is it Waspinator or it's Tarantulas? Tarantulas shoots the the number and it just becomes no incidents in zero cycles because he shoots a hole in the number. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, in space, we have the Axelon flying around. I fucking hate the design of the Axelon in this comic. I like the design of it. And if this was standalone and had nothing to do with the Beast Wars, I think the ship design is okay. But it doesn't look like the Axelon from. It looks from like the a fly. It looks like yeah. a flying cock and balls. Look at. Uh, the page right after what is it uh right after the tripredicus council megatron's interaction with the tripredicus tripredicus council i'm there uh, yeah yeah, yeah. The, the uh the morpheus and neo scene clear <laughs> your mind, right yeah the the axelon kind of looks like a dick Dick and balls in space. Everything looks all spaceships <laughs> look like a dick. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Optimus Primal and Rhinox are sparring, and we with with stabs. We, yeah, we we find out that this is like Optimus's new command, and he's like bitching about how there's no action going on and this is a boring mission just transporting stasis pods and I'm like this doesn't sound like Optimus not my Optimus you know hashtag not my Optimus hashtag not my Optimus um, which I'll get into is like one of my bigger problems with this comic book in general is that the the characterizations are quite off from what they were jarringly on the show. so jarringly so and yeah. i'm not yeah and i'm not like so beholden and we've talked about this a lot before i'm not so beholden to the source material that i'm like oh it has to be exactly the same and indeed the comic book actually deviates from the plot of the show quite a bit especially when once you get into issues like 3 4 and 5 yeah it's the characters, like it's the characterizations, like that's what bugs me. It, it wouldn't be that bad, but it almost feels like they're opposite to how they were on the show. Yeah. Optimus Primal on the Beast Wars TV show, um, he's not quick to act, right? He wants to know the facts first, but he yeah. is willing to act when he, when he needs to. Okay, we haven't heard back from this person. Send a send a, a a scout party to go blah blah blah. Rhinox, you stay here and cover the things. I'm going to go and fly. One one yeah. of my comrades is out there, and every second counts. Actual yeah. line from an episode that Optimus Actual Prime said. Actually, the opposite of something that happens eventually. Yeah, in the in these comics, we're covering. Yeah, literally it's weird. the opposite. Yeah, literally. It's weird. Like, Optimus Primal in this comic book, like, he's brash. 
and like boastful and seems kind of full of himself. Yeah. It it's it's strange. But then when it, when a character like straight up goes missing, he's very nonchalant about it and is like, "Yeah, they're fine." <laughs> and Cheetor like politely asks to go look for them and then when told no, he just goes, "Oh, okay." Yeah. How many times does Cheetor just fuck off when he's told not to? At least five. <laughs> yeah, and in the show, like Cheetor being actually being the brash and impulsive character in this in this comic, like seems kind of reserved and like more cautious and chill. Like it's like yeah. it's like they swapped out like the personalities for Cheetor and Optimus Primal. It's so strange. A little, yeah. It's very. I was expecting him to go look for Nyx when when that part comes up himself, regardless of orders. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And this uh, this comic has a new character named Nyx, who is based oh, on the original uh, Bat Optimus Primal figure, which for the audio listeners, uh, I'm holding up. My sealed Beast Wars Mega Bat Optimus Primal and Alligator Megatron Two Pack from 1996. He's got, he's got Optimus Primal and Megatron. Yep, a bat and an alligator, folks. Yeah, and so the character of Nyx is based on this action figure, and uh, she's a bat. Yeah, she's a bat. And the Predacons have a new member too. Scald? Scold? Scold. Uh, Scold. And Scold based on the uh, Beast Wars toy Snapper, which I don't have currently, but I had as a child. It was one of my And favorites. that's a, um, like an armored snapping turtle. Yeah. Hmm. Which I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, so why, why not just make that character Snapper then? Like if you're literally just yeah, if you're literally just basing it off of the design of the Snapper toy, just make it Snapper. There's a character named Cheetor, Rat Trap, and Dinobot. You yep. can be tongue in cheek and name a snapping turtle Snapper. <laughs> okay well, and indeed, like it, it's weird in this comic too. Like before they even crash on planet Energon, uh like there's a scene on the bridge where they're like controlling the axelon and like Optimus straight up like refers to Cheetor as Cheetor and Rhinox as Rhinox and Rat Trap as Rat Trap. And I'm like, okay, so That's these are their <laughs> we we've joked about this before, but like, okay, so these were their names before they even like took on these alt forms. Boy, it's a good thing that uh Cheetor ended up becoming uh a cheetah in his as his alt form, like yeah, uh, Sentinel or their whatever program that went out and grabbed the their forms. Uh, thank God it it kept them close to their names, right? <laughs> right. I, like we months and months and months ago, like we covered man, maybe even like the first episode of Too Much Energon. We discussed like, hey, isn't it nice that a cheetor got. <laughs> Got a cheetah as his animal form. Wouldn't it be so funny indeed, if the guy named Rhinox became a rat? 
Mm. And Rat Trap was like like a dog. Yeah, so the 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 Axelon uh locks onto the dark side. The Axelon in this comic book is actually a transwarp capable ship, whereas I kind of got the impression in the show that it followed them through the their, warp game. Yeah, their transwarp, the Predacon ship's transwarp wormhole. Primal says in, in the comic, um, uh, this is one of the fastest transwarp ships um, in the maximal like arsenal, blah, blah, blah. We can like follow anyone. And I'm like, why is a science vessel one of the yeah. fastest ships? Well, yeah, and like Nyx in this comic like talks up like how great the Axelon is, but I always got the impression in the original cartoon that the Axelon wasn't shit. Like that was it ain't shit. It was just a like boring like trend warp. Yeah. Yeah. Barely any (laughs) weaponry, like (laughs) indeed Cheetor is like, um, all the weapons we have are for defense. We're not really an offense capable like warship. And Primal is like, I find that the best defense is an off good offense, Cheetor. And I'm like, that's not what Cheetor Fuck off, Primal. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, like Primal in, in this is, like, brash and makes dangerous decisions, and Cheetor is the one being like, whoa, 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 guys, and he's, like, making informed judgments, and I'm like, what the fuck? What is happening? Well, yeah, here? like I say, like like I was saying, it's like they, they swapped their characters around. Um, yeah. yeah, so they follow them through, and... They yada, shoot yada, each yada, other. Yada. They shoot they each other. Her. Yeah. They... They crash on planet Energon. They eject the stasis pods. Uh, it basically, like in broad strokes, goes down pretty much the same as it does in the cartoon. Um, but then something different happens. So they eject all... the stasis pods, like you said, and we get do get a little panel. One of them is much bigger and has a big yellow X on it. Oh, really? I didn't even notice uh, that. Yeah, on the page before. Oh, it, um, there it is. Shows their... Do you yeah. see it? Yeah, I see X it. X gonna give it to you. So you know what we have to look forward to. <laughs> Transmetals. Yes. Yeah. Go um, Max, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, so when they crash, uh, they're all uh, knocked into stasis lock, and the computers of their respective ships are like, too much energon. To themselves, apparently. And yeah, so I always picture the dark side's AI as having that female sultry voice and the um the Axelon's voice having that like male sentinel voice. Yeah. So when I was reading this, like alert, toxic levels of energon, radiation, like I I heard those two voices yeah. in my head. But um, like you said, it's different. Um, it's kind of like what happened in G1, how when the ship crashed, everyone was in stasis. That's what happened yeah. to them here. Both yeah. sides. Yeah, and uh, Teletran 1 went basically went out uh, on autopilot, like, looking for alt modes for them. And, and indeed, and that's, that's what, what happens here. here. So I kind of like that callback to, like, they don't have a choice. They're just given these forms. Yeah. So kudos for Sentinel actually giving <laughs> the cheetah to Cheetor. 
would have been awkward if there wasn't a rhino rhinoceros around for rhinox huh right <laughs> like if he was a hippopotamus named rhinox <laughs> and uh yeah that's pretty much the end of issue one yep yeah, and they comment, they go, huh? Why did the computer do this to us? And the computer's like, oh, I needed to give you techno-organic flesh to shield you from the Energon. And they're like, oh, weird. Unfortunately, unfortunately, no one at any point in these first five issues utters the phrase, too much Energon. <laughs> Not even the computers? Not even the computers. I was looking, but no, they just said toxic levels of energon radiation. Yeah. Damn. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Look how handsome um terrorist <laughs> in my <laughs> a really good room. rendition of Pterosaur's face. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever did that art is actually like it's good. It's better than the, the per yeah, better than the interior art. Fucking hate and the after, interior art in this in this comic. <laughs> and after we cover the the generic story of these um, the comics, um, I'm going to ask uh, Christopher Siege, and I'll of course chime in too. Uh, a few generic questions: story, art, writing, yeah, character, that kind of thing. But we'll get into that once we're done summarizing these. Uh, in issue issue two opens with uh, uh, Rhinox commenting that there's something weird about the planet that they're on. Uh, he mm. says it's a patchwork world. Biomes that shouldn't coexist side by side do. And there are mountains floating in the sky. So right away they notice the floating yeah. mountains. And uh, Rat Traps Rat Traps <laughs> I know it's like a, it's like Tigatron hanging out in his uh in his Minecraft biome. There, there's and, uh, a really yeah. funny joke there somewhere. I'm sure <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> we'll spend ten minutes explaining it, and that'll make it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you rem you remember? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, hey, <laughs> even after like. Uh, we we're finished recording these. I do all the editing, so I, I get yeah. to I get Good to hear point. us <laughs> say say our shit uh, multiple <laughs> times over. Uh, oh, and man. so Rat Trap's chilling out in beast mode, and then something very bizarre to me happens. Rhinox flips the fuck out and is like, "Rat Trap, what do you think you're doing over there?" And smacks the uh, the apple, or I think it's an app. I don't know. Rat Trap's eating something. Some sort of, like, circular thing. Uh, some sort of ancient fruit. Yeah. Yeah, Rhinox gets pissed off and smacks it out of Rat Trap's hand and is like, We don't consume organics. We consume Energon, damn it. Grab me a fucking beer. Yeah. And he's like, The Energon here is too potent, pal. You said it yourself. Sure, we can process it into something edible, but that takes forever, and I'm not going to run on low power while I wait. And he t tells um, Rhinox that their new bodies are actually capable of processing organic food. Yeah. And so that it's fine. 
Rhinox the scientist. The yeah. scientist, you should know that they it's fine for them to eat and, organic fruit. And he seemed so weirdly offended by the fact that Rattrap was eating fruit. Why? I like, don't know. Like it's so it, weird it's to bad, me. If it was bad for him, if he was like, oh, your body can't digest that, and he smacked it out, that feels a little bit more like Rhinox, but it's like a principles thing. He's like, we don't consume organics. We consume Energon, and he fucking smacks it out of his hand. Like, it's a, it's a matter blub. of principles, right? <laughs> yeah. Like a vegetarian, like, smacking their, their uh, fucking, like, corn dog out of their friend's hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... And I'm like, why? So bizarre to me. And uh, then we get to see the Vok. You want to uh, off air? You yeah. you had things to say about this, so you want to you want to okay, take so it away? We get to see the Vok right away, and they are teleporting on both the Axelon and the Dark Side, and they're commenting here and there, and it's revealed that they are invisible, right? Uh, mm. Mostly, we'll we'll get into some shenanigans. They're mostly invisible, and they can read someone's mind when they get close to them. Mm. And they uh, they read Rhinox's mind. Their their names are Ton Rar and Lavar. I don't fucking care. They're the Vok. <laughs> um, this one's memories tell me that there are others. So they read Rhinox, and they go, "Ooh, there there's another faction somewhere." Right, and so they teleport. Teleport. Who fucking cares or knows? They teleport to <laughs> the dark side, and they read them, and they go, "Ooh, these ones have different tribal markings," and they're they're talking about them like they're inferior species, right? Like I mean, observing ants almost. And yeah, I mean, to be fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's and um, then they disregard the the fate of the Vok in the Beast Wars cartoon for a second, and continue to assume that they are like supreme beings. Let's assume they're as cool as we wanted them to be in season one. Yeah, Wars, right. <laughs> Which, and I'm on board with the Vok in the comics so far. So far, yeah. And two of them are bickering, and they say we need to destroy all of these beings. And everything they've come in contact with, because they're ruining our experiments on this planet. Yeah. Another one says our experiments aren't worth anything if they don't withstand um, external um, randomness. External, uh, what is your word? Um, potential and learn about them. Oh, we can learn about them um, if it can withstand withstand outside influence. Is the data this planet gathers even worth it? Of any, it's worth? a fair, it's a fair point. Yeah, and I'm kind of. It depends on the experiments, but both have a good point. And then they turn to the uh, yeah, like some experiments you want a controlled environment. So yeah, yeah, and I get it. They're like, well, what? So Mama Vok is like, I don't wanna, and Daddy Vok is like, oh, we should let them stay. And they're like, what about you, Grandpa Vok? And Grandpa Vok's like, now you kids. And they're like, who do you agree with? And there's a pun in here, and I kind of hate it and love it at the same time. One of the the okay. Grandpa Vok says, um, I agree that blah blah blah. We should probably not interfere with long running experiments, but also. 
that the most accurate results rarely occur in a vacuum, except possibly for those experiments held in space. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> we are very smart. <laughs> I don't. I can't tell if I love or, or hate that joke. <laughs> ten out of yeah. ten writing. Space vacuum. <laughs> Oh, Anyways, Christ. he's like, okay, how about this? We let them stay, but if they fuck shit up, then we can just eradicate them. And and we'll wipe the whole planet and then start over, okay? Because yeah. if they're immortal beings, they don't give a shit if it takes another thousand million, ten million years, right? Yeah. They got they nothing but time. And so they're like, agreed, and they're like, okay. Yeah, so these guys... Oh, and on both sides of the ship... um. Two individuals notice something weird. Rat Trap is like, hey, did you guys feel that weird feeling? And he had a feeling like someone was watching them. I hate that. And you do? <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that. And the, indeed, like the same thing goes down at the Predacon base when the Valk are observing Terrasaur. them. Yeah, Terrasaur. was like, hey, did you see that? There was a flash of light and, ah, never mind. I'm going out. I'm going to stir crazy. So both Pterosaur and Rat Trap kind of noticed they were being watched by someone. The Vok. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. And then something perplexing as fuck happened. <laughs> okay. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> right? So um, Megatron's like, I don't know, stroking his like dinosaur head hand, which he doesn't have in this. Uh, does does um and i feel like he does sometimes and sometimes doesn't in this comic yeah yeah well and um he's like meg um he's like oh blast it all and scorponok goes and in to visit megatron and he's like still no luck megatron maybe you should let me try and then he says <laughs> I, I love this he's like I'm one of the top codebreakers Iacon ever produced. In fact, it was my work that put down the Wolf J Rebellion on really a... And then Megatron grabs him by the neck and, like, lifts him up. And he's like, Scorponok, I said I was not to be disturbed while I'm working with my disc. And he's like, I just wanted to help. You said you were going to attack the Maximals, but you've only focused on studying the desk. We Shut are so tired of waiting, Megatron. And he's like, oh, do you? And he throws Scorponok across the room and he slams against the, the wall. So just to summarize, folks, Scorponok grows antsy and him and the others want to attack the Maximals, right? Yeah, but Megatron doesn't want to attack, and he wants to just study the disc on his own. This is another example of reverse Bizarro world. There's yeah. not been a single time in the entirety of Beast Wars where Megatron hasn't jumped <laughs> at the opportunity every, sometimes multiple times an episode, like two or three times the to go and attack the base, and the shield is down. Oh, yes! 
Always. So not only is um, Scorponok questioning Megatron, and he's very loyal on the TV show, he's questioning Megatron in this and actually talking back to him. Yeah. And Megatron's reserved and doesn't want to attack yet until he gets the ship's defenses up and running. Only the Maximals can stop us now. Find them. And if you find them, destroy them. Cheers. (laughs) Actual line from Beast Wars Part 1, delivered by Megatron. But opposite here. He wants to hang back, fix his ship, get his defenses running, and study the disc. And learn more before he makes a move. And I'm like, who are you, man? (laughs) So look at the panel uh, where Megatron says, good, now leave me. I have work to do. And he's picking Scorponok up by the pale thing. The fucking artwork in this book, man. Like, holy shit, does that look awful. Look at Scorponok's goddamn tail like it's supposed to be his scorpion tape like just uh i i'm going on record i'm going on record like i fucking hate the art in this book like i hate it so much i knew the when we first touched on these comics we had a guest on the show um candace santora yeah shout out Um, to her and yeah big shout out to her we need to get her back asap Mm-hmm. And she, she loves Beast Wars. Yeah. Uh, undoubtedly more than uh, either uh, me or Cal combined. Without question, she knows more and she loves it more. Yeah. It was painful for her to admit that she did not like how things <laughs> looked. <laughs> and uh, indeed, um, I'm not sure if we've and uh, for video um, people on YouTube, um, it's very anime-esque. My uh, my background thing is having yeah. a meltdown. So watch Christopher's. Yeah, it's very I got anime-esque. you. It's very Teen Titans. Like, oh, that's a very good shot that Christopher's holding up. It's very Teen Titans. It's very Western anime look. Yeah. Um, and their designs are very, they, they've got a lot of prongs and antennas. It's very Gundam like, like Japanese influenced. There was a Transformers cartoon that was on in 2009, I think, called Transformers Animated. This style kind of reminds me of that. Hmm. And so, eh, I I think it's cool. It's, it's, it's unique, but. They're all skinny, and they all have a thousand antenna. Um, the next Christopher on the next page, um, I count six um, antenna things coming off of Primal, like his head, uh, shoulder area. Yep. Uh, and, I do uh, like how Nick looks. Yeah, Christopher doesn't like the art, folks. Nope, <laughs> not at all. But uh, that, we will we will get to that in. So what's going on here? Um, I, we get I think meet, I heard meet, in a forum that the 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 artist is leaving this book after issue six, and I'm like, thank fucking Christ. Um, yeah, the, I I've read a few comics where there's a certain run, the artwork changes style, but the writers stay the same, and then like another ten issues or so go by, and then a different artist and different yeah, artists. That's, that's just comics. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I like it. <laughs> but I completely understand anybody that hates it. <laughs> Anyways, Nyx is cool, I, I think, in this scene. She gets really excited. She wants to go fly around, but there's a ton of repairs to do. And again, not very primal-like. Maybe, maybe you disagree. He's like, fuck it. Go fly around by yourself. Yeah, not very primal-like at all. You know, the ship will repair itself. We got Cheetor. You, you go fly. Take your time. And if you go missing at night, we won't even look for you. Speaking of Cheetor, if you recall in the show, in Beast Wars Part 1, Cheetor does actually just, like, fuck off. And Optimus is like, no, wait, Cheetor, you can't. And they go 30, after him. Would you say, what, 30 or 60 seconds into getting their beast mounts? Yeah. He fucks off. Like, almost right away. And he yells, Cheetor, get back to base. Completely doesn't listen. Yeah. And uh, in this comic, uh, Optimus is straight up telling Nyx, hey, it's fine, you know, whatever. Like, we're on Go this planet. We're, we're on this planet that we know nothing about. We have a dangerous enemy lurking about that we don't know yeah. if they survived the crash or not. Like, we don't know what kind of life exists on this planet. We don't know what the elements are like. But hey, just, you know. Fire. And you know what? No, don't go with someone else. I insist. Go on your own. <laughs> yeah. I can't, man. I'm like, what? Is is it just me, or is he kind of a shit captain so far? He is, yeah. He He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so we get some creepy shit with Tarantulas um, arguing with Dinobot, and he's like, hey, tell me about this planet. Yeah, this this yeah. scene I actually liked. Like Dinobot was it. trying to was trying to pull rank on Tarantulas, and Tarantulas was basically like, "Rank? What rank? Like no, like there's Megatron, but like there's no chain of command beyond that. Like you don't rule me, motherfucker." He's like, "We're all rogue agents." Yeah, essentially like t terrorists. Like there's n <laughs> we're not in the military. Yeah, yeah. And he's I... like, "So I'm busy, and when I say I'm busy." Why don't you busy yourself with Pterosaur's um, terminal and leave me alone? And I'm like, shit, they don't like each other. Uh, speaking Ooh. of Pterosaur, when uh, Nyx is out flying and exploring, uh, Pterosaur attacks and kidnaps her and brings her to Megatron. Yeah, shoots her down and brings her back to Megatron. A thousand and... times more useful than he was on the cartoon. <laughs> And uh, that's issue two. That's issue two. Issue two. This is the cover that I have. Oh, you got a variant. Yeah. That's rad. That is, that uh, is amazing. I'll hold both uh, issues one and two up for the oh, people watching this on video. Those are rad. Wow. I know. It's way better I'm than the interior art. I'm actually borrowing these. They're the... The one I have is, they're both Christopher's. <laughs> ah, you can just have them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's I was going to give all three back to you with the, the variant episode one one, because I got it like minutes before you did, right? <laughs> no, it's it's all good. You can keep them. Okay, okay. Um, the artwork uh, on the front is beautiful for all of them. 
Uh, issue three, uh, Nyx is being tortured at the dark side by Tarantulas. And uh, Megatron is like trying to get information about the, the Maximals from her and she's not giving in. So Tarantulas is being his creepy Tarantulas self. Yeah. He's, he's basically be—he's basically being Revolver Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid One, torturing Snake in this scene. There it is, folks. We did it. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> and Nix is busy, it like is. trying to mash the circle button as hard as she can to like resist the torture. You take your knuckles and you wrap them across the buttons on your PlayStation controller till the skin starts coming off, and you pass it to your buddy. And and he does the. No, you know what you do. You use a lighter. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, what I, I used to do that. back when I was a teenager. Left and right, and to yeah. Yep. Now you don't wreck your wreck your. That way, you check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> so uh, it's it's nighttime, and the only person that seems to care that Nix isn't back is Cheetor, the responsible one. On the, yeah, in this comic book, <laughs> in, the, in the comic, I, and I don't get it's any maybe he does like her or but I'm not getting that I'm getting genuinely like hey, I'm worried about uh, uh about my comrade you know this person's yeah, been and, gone is she back yet is she back yet and, and Optimus um, is just like. That's eh, fine. And Cheetor's like, no, we should go look for her. And Optimus is like, nah. It's probably okay. Basically, Optimus is like, well, we can't leave the base unattended, and I'm sure she's fine, so we're not going to waste our time going to look for her. And we wouldn't be able to find her at night anyway, so tell you what, first thing in the morning, during daylight hours, we'll we'll go and like look for her. Yeah. And I guess he listens. Rat Trap gives him like a hard time. I'm confused about that exchange on the bottom of that page. He's like, oh, in the meantime, a little elbow grease will take your mind off of things. And he's like, I've been repairing the ship all day. My elbows my, are fully greased. My elbows <laughs> are fully greased. Where's the I, I think or, um, like the action, like action. Uh, his um action figure like catchphrases doesn't have those like he doesn't say ultra gear or anything yeah yeah in giga bummer <laughs> no giga bummer no giga bummers um and so optimus is like talking to rhinox who's apparently his sage in this comic i guess and he's like asking I get him for the impression that he's known rhinox Whereas he doesn't really know anyone else, or Rhinox is older, yeah, and he's kind of like, yeah, he he's going to him for advice. He's like, did I make the right call? And Rhinox has this long-winded thing: is like, oh, we don't know what dangers there are environmentally, and we don't know about the life forms on the planet, like our which dangerous. is which is why Optimus shouldn't have sent Nix off to begin with, at least not alone, at least not alone, and, yeah. And he's like, and we don't really know if how many, um, how many Predacons survived, and if they're flight capable too. So he's mm -hmm. like, if you're actual, honestly, what you 
um, honestly interested in what I think has what happened. And uh, he doesn't want to tell him primal that he's wrong. He he's in a nice way. He's telling him that he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how my takeaway from it. And then indeed we cut to a scene with Megatron um, talking shit to Nex and um, and Tarantulas stroking himself as he tortures her. Yep. And uh, Dinobot steps in because he ain't down with this. Yeah, he's like this. This fuck this. This is too much. And Megatron gets all insubordination and grabs him by the neck and slams him against the wall. Understand and, um, the logic behind your little outburst. And I am as kind and generous a leader. I'm willing to forgive you for your presum presumptuousness. Don't let it happen again. No. Throws him to the ground. Later, yeah. uh, uh, so, but, but what? So, this is the thing. They don't get any information from her, but yeah. Tarantula says, "Wait a second. The Maximal hasn't said shit. So that means she's trying right. really, really hard to not tell us any information. Which means that there must have been others that survived the crash, and she's trying to keep them safe. Yeah. So we do know that there's a bunch that survived, and." Megatron's like, excellent observation. As a reward, you get to have her. Do what you will. Any orifice you please. <laughs> I don't even need to go have a turn first. And I'm like, tell Megatron <laughs> at some honor. But he's he's enabling. He's enabling I Tarantula, mean, well, I don't like it. <laughs> well, in... Uh... The fucking terrible episode of season three of Beast Wars where, like, Megatron builds his death ray. He straight up gives the Neanderthal child to Tarantulas to do with as he please. That, so That's true. So this is kind of, actually kind of on brand for Megatron. Mega, I think Megatron is written fairly accurately in this sh uh, show, in yeah. this uh, comic. Compared to the I, show, I, it was easy for me to picture him with his voice. Yeah, it, he felt the same. Yeah, Dinobot feels the same. Cool, mostly. Maybe? Yeah. Um, later, I have, I I have things to say about that later. Oh, okay. But. Yeah. So we cut to a scene outside at night, and uh, Nix is saying, "Oh, I had the worst dream," and Megatron's like. I have some bad news, Maximal. That was no dream. <laughs> so, no. Nyx tries to uh, transform into beast mode. They haven't called it beast mode yet. I don't like that. <laughs> um, and um, she can't transform. And her AI says, uh, warning, energon poisoning underway. Initiate alt mode immediately. And she's frustrated because she can't. Tarantulas reveals that he has this floating orb device that's kind of like the opposite of the one that we saw on, in the animated show. Yeah, the um, episode, uh, it, the pro, I think it was episode 10. 10-ish. It was fairly early. Yeah. 
And that one, when it shoots a maximal, um, they're stuck in beast mode. In this, when it shoots the maximal Nyx, she's stuck in her robot form. Mm -hmm. And so can't even enter stasis lock. I so mean, essentially, she'll get energon radiation poisoning and die. Yeah, there's like either way, like there's a practical application for a device like this. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I do appreciate is that the comic, unlike the show, addresses <laughs> why this thing does not get used ever again. Because it gets blown. Blown he gets up. blown up, blown up by Dinobot. Dinobot and fucking indeed, eye lasers it. By Dinobot. He fuck the first use of eye lasers. Uh, uh, <laughs> ooh, the first use of eye lasers is Dinobot eye lasering this fucking probe. And Tarantulas says to us, No, that was a pro uh, a prototype. I don't have the materials to make another. Yeah. Right? Okay, that's why we'll never see it again. Unlike yeah. the sh the episode, the the show that we reviewed, where we're like, so we're gonna see this every episode from now on, right? Right. Yeah. Now, um. So the reason I, he I think did the that... name of it in the show was the transformation lock lens. I I'll believe I believe you. You can say <laughs> anything. I can't remember. <laughs> that was a long Some time sort of ago. Now. Lens. Yeah, that hovered around on, on its own. Um, and yeah. the reason Dinobot eye lasers it is because um, she can't transform and she's scared. And Nyx is like, fuck it. I'm, I guess I'm. Yeah. I guess I'll just run as far away as I can. And, she, and they, she's kind of helpless, but she's not giving up, is what no, Dinobot man, like. Holy it, shit. Is what... And this is after her mash circle like torture scene. And she yeah. has the energy and stuff to wherewithal to run. Good, good yeah. for her. But all of them, like like a western where you're shooting at somebody's feet, they're all the the Predacons are like shooting at her feet and like taking pot shots at her and hitting her every now and then with like their laser guns. And um, Pterosaur is like, "Hey, buddy, you should get in on this before she's dead." And that's when he's like, "I think I shall." And he he blows the the lens up. Tarantulas freaks out. Um, he's like, "You destroyed my one of a kind baby. You will pay for this." And he's like, "I doubt that." And he kicks Tarantulas in the face. And indeed, long story short, it's a really satisfying scene where Dinobot kicks the shit out of all the other Predacons, all of them. But he's he does something weird, and I'm not sure why. Okay. Maybe. Gold is supposed to be the youngest of them. Mm, but yeah, he, yeah, talking to Scold throughout the fight, trying to say, hey, you're young, but when you're older and you actually have principles, you'll realize that, that like, there, what does he say? Um, that a cheat. Uh, victory is to mean if it means anything, it needs to be achieved as honestly to yourself as possible. It's not too late for you, Scold. You can still be better than they are, a Predacon worthy of respect. And I'm like, What is this your it, protege? Like, why Skull? Yeah, it's it, it's not explained at all, it's kind of out of nowhere. Like, we we've it's 
been given yeah. no we've been given no indication that they have any kind of relationship at all. My headcanon is that she's his apprentice. He's a samurai and she's her his squire. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, let's go with that. But yeah, it's just like why is he specifically trying to warn her and like get her on his side? And indeed, she's like, oh, uh, I'm never going to come over to your side. And he says something weird. He's like, Megatron's shit talking him. And he's like, you don't have the strength to blah, blah, blah. And Dinobot's like, if strength was all that was required of a leader, gold would be in charge. And again, I'm like, where is this coming from? Is she the strongest? She's not the biggest. Where does Why he... is he praising her so so much does he think she has like the greatest strength of character strength but she said one line yeah yeah and dinobot was like speak up so maybe she was like a protege i i i I don't know it was weird she would be in charge because she's the strongest and i'm like is she (laughs) i don't and then he says, Megatron, your plans are fucking stupid. You don't inspire your your followers. And I'm like, yeah, that yeah. I I agree. And he picks Scold up, because she's a snapping turtle, and like a discus, like uh, like Captain America throwing his fucking <laughs> shield, he whips he whips Skull after just trying to convince her to join join him. I'm so confused. I, I'm, disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm uh, disap. Yeah, and uh, he like throws her like Cap's shield like into Megatron, which then knocks like the rest of the Predacons back into the the dark side, and then the dark side's doors shut because apparently well, Dinobot initiated some sort of officer. Yeah, yeah, some sort of He's like a security, security lockdown. protocol Omicron D seven and all the. Everything locks down, and all the Predacons yeah. are locked inside. Yeah. I'm very disappointed that there is no cross-country missile. <laughs> I He should have lost, but stuck to his guns. And Dinobot losing in Beast Wars Part 1... Part 1, yeah. ...shows that even when he's faced with overwhelming odds, he sticks to his principles. He lost that fight, because Megatron didn't fight him one on one. In this, he kicks all of their asses. Yeah, and then pulls a, a an elite gamer hacker move and locks them in on their own ship. Yeah, it, it's it's very cool, but sometimes you need to eat humble pie and lose, <laughs> so that a win later feels more gratifying. And this, like, I have things to say about Dinobot in this comic, like later on, which I'll I'll get into. But yeah, but anyways, I, I'm sad that there's no cross country missile. <laughs> they're they're all angry, and um, Scorponok is like, uh, no, it'll be it'll take some time till we can reprogram the computer because he was the security, blah blah blah." And uh, Megatron's just chilling, sitting in the dark, and he's like, I'm almost impressed with Dinobot's treachery. 
His execution was flawless. But I'll kill him next time I see him. Mark my words. And that is... That's number three, folks. Um, I think maybe that's... We should, we should wrap up after the, the first, first three. What do you think? Well, I did cover... read four. I did read four and five, so I was going to kind of speak of them in broad strokes for a couple of minutes, if you're okay with that. Yeah, we can, we can do that. Go for it. Um, what happens in four? So basically in four, uh, Nyx is wandering through the woods. Uh, she gets attacked by some weird, like, werebear type creature. <laughs> yeah, because uh, she gets... Get, oh, she's not with Dinobot. Uh, Dinobot finds her and in a very weird scene uh like he decides that he's going to take her to back to her base because she needs a cr chamber because she's about to die yeah and you can't transform though right even with that thing just right so Uh. he says computer request detailed status of maximal and her computer responds with, you are not authorized to access detailed status. And he's like, okay. huh, fine. Computer, I suspect maximal requires attention. Uh, medical attention. Confirm? Confirmed. Um, and he's like, uh, has a distress signal been sent out? Negative. Energon radiation is interfering with communications range. Computer, can you tell me where the Maximal ship is? And this is the weird part. Negative. Can you access internal movement logs and retrace a path back to the ship? Processing request. Affirmative. Good. Now direct me. That's basically the same fucking thing. That's the same fucking thing, except way more long-winded. Yeah. So he's like, computer, can you help me? And it's like, no, you're a Predacon. And he's like, okay. So he just asks simpler questions to get the same information from it. Yeah. Can you tell me exactly where the base is? No. Well, can you give me step-by-step instructions how to get there? Yes. <laughs> it's it's so fucking dumb. Uh... Wow, that is a lot of wasted page space. <laughs> It's like, hey, um, Bob, hey, um, Alexa, can you give me instructions? Uh, sorry, can you give me, like, can you tell me how to get to, like, work from, like, my current location? Negative. Okay, well, can you give me step-by-step, like, Google Maps instructions? Okay. Yeah. That's the same... I'm gonna. That is straight up. That is dumb writing. That's that's bad writing. Yeah, and it doesn't add anything. No, it's just wasted page space. Oh, oh. Uh, so uh, Optimus like does some science bullshit, like repurposes a dish to like find Nix's like transponder signal or something, so and then Primal does some Rhinox bullshit. Primal does some Rhinox bullshit. <laughs> right after 
uh, rat trap is all like, man, this Optimus guy doesn't really do anything. And Optimus is like, well, with with a straight up like smug like smirk on his face. Well, actually, I did all this. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Um, Tarantulas figures out how to get them out of the how to get the Predacons out of the dark side by overriding security bullshit and uh, the Maximals see Dinobot bringing Nyx back to base so like the shit that Optimus was boasting about about building like this dish to like find her ended up being completely useless anyway so why is it on the so Christopher and I, brief aside, Christopher and I would talk about airtime. You have 22 yeah. goddamn minutes to show us our cartoon about toys. And right? in this case, 22 goddamn pages. <laughs> and in this case, you have a limited number of pages. No, it's literally 22. That's standard comic I book length. Oh, <laughs> the 22 pages, 22 minutes. Yeah. What does him building that dish and Rat Trap scrutinizing him add to the story of the comic? Nothing. Nothing. What at does all. Dinobot arguing with the computer Nix's <laughs> computer? Wasted page space. Uh, well, in that regard, it's similar to Beast Wars, <laughs> I suppose. Particularly season three. Cheers. Um. So the Maximals like go and greet Dinobot carrying who is carrying Nyx on his back in beast mode. And they're all like, fuck you, Predacon. <laughs> and uh, Dinobot is like, I, I brought your soldier back to you uh, to join your Maximals as leader. Dun, no, dun. Actually he no, actually, he doesn't. Oh, He's just He's just like, I formally, he extends his hand out to shake Optimus Primal's hand and is like, I formally request to join your group. Yes, very Dinobot-like. Very Dinobot-like. To be continued. Uh, issue five, which I um, think is actually the, the best I issue. Space, but wow, that one flew, flew by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, issue five. Uh, I think so, yeah. So that, uh, what is it? Who were, who were they? Uh, Artist Touch Productions on YouTube. Uh, they they were right. Uh, issue 5 is actually really good. Well, there, there we go. Uh, we get a scene, a very long scene of Dinobot being in a maximal holding cell on the Axelon, and Optimus is like... I don't believe that you want to join me. What the fuck are you actually up to? And Dinobot's like, no, I actually want to join you. And Nyx comes in and is like, Optimus, fuck off. And Optimus <laughs> is like, no. And she's like, I want to talk to him alone. Please just give me a minute. And he's like, well, okay. <laughs> and so Nyx, uh, there's actually a really good, like, I, I'm kind of like stupefying you, it. but <laughs> You mentioned this. Yeah, but there, there's actually a really good back and forth between uh, Dinobot and Nix here, where she is like genuinely wanting to know why Dinobot saved her, and he goes over the kind of the the moral, like the the more like the the morality behind like what Tarantulas was doing to her, and like his problems with it, and like why he chose to save her. 
and uh, the Predacons attack the base, and a big battle ensues, blah, blah. And uh, Nyx decides to let Dinobot out to join the fight and to be continued. So. Also, he he's just about to engage the fight. Yeah, when the issue ends. Yep. And so he was being held in the base. Yeah, because he surrendered to the Maximals and was like, "I formally request to join you." And so they, in turn, just threw him in the brig. Is it a laser grid that only has enough space for? For you to yeah, stand, yeah, pretty in. much. Oh, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's not circular, but like it is like a very small room with like red laser bars. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has seen the show. Uh, presumably once and only once. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. That's issues one through five. Yep. Um. Based on what you so before we jump into our rate, because we are we are gonna rate these. Yep. <laughs> but as a too much energy on scale. Yeah. Um quick art style. We we touched upon. I hate Where's it. Where's that on the too much energon for you? The art style individually. No energon. Oh, you really don't like it. <laughs> it is getting this is only the third time I've busted out the the no energon rating, the hidden uh, I, secret hidden no energon rating. Uh, I, but yeah, I, no uh, energon are, for the art. We're on both sides of that one. Um, once I got used to it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I I really like it. They're expressive, and you can do more things with that. It's hmm hmm. It's a sufficient. Amount of energy on. Okay. Yeah. Um. I didn't know who I was looking at half the half the time earlier. Um, <laughs> it's a sufficient amount of energy on. Um, did you uh? Did you notice Dinobot's hands? Like, he has hands that look like ours. Monkey paw. Whereas um, it, they, they all do. He didn't have raptor claw. Yeah, in the in the show, and indeed, even in the like recent War for Cybertron Kingdom toy, he has like Raptor Claw hands. There but, is, uh, yeah. But it, in the comic, he doesn't. He just has like regular old forefinger, one thumb hands. I don't like um, it. And it's wrong. What? Do you, <laughs> let, let's throw this in together. Um, what do you think of like the pacing and like not airspace page 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 space? Um, I think the pacing moves along fine. There's a lot of like wasted time though, but it's little here and there. I've noticed. I'm like, I don't, why is this two page conversation lending to 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 what's going on? Like, I don't it, need Sensei Rhinox like. Yeah. Giving yeah. It but it's it's still brief enough that it doesn't really like drag the issue down most of the time. Uh, I think the the ones I read, um none 
it didn't drag any of the issues down. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a shit about what the Tri-Predicus Council says. I care about <laughs> what Galavar is saying to them briefly, but when it's just those three, I, I don't care. In the Vok, I was like, I hope they're cooler. <laughs> I, it's like, yes, okay, uh, writer, you are letting us know that you read the the Wikipedia article for Beast Wars season three. Cool. <laughs> and uh, the last thing before we move on to our just overall rating, um, just the writing and the dialogue. Um. I think the dialogue in and of itself is fine. It's not great, but it's serviceable. The problem is the characters other than like say Rattrap and Dinobot at times and Megatron, the characters don't sound like the characters. Like, Rhinox doesn't say no. Rhinox bullshit. Cheetor doesn't say Cheetor bullshit. Optimus definitely doesn't say Optimus bullshit. No. Scorponok doesn't say Scorponok isn't, isn't loyal. Like. So, yeah, like I. It's I think hard to not judge it based on the, the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like. Because they're so different. And the cartoon aside, like taking the, the dialogue the dialogue writing on its own merits, it's fine. It doesn't really blow me away at all. I will say I do like Nyx quite a bit as a character so I like far. Nyx. I think she's written fairly well. There are perplexing she she is actually, and, and she's not necessarily very strong and she's capable and she's willing. Um Rat Trap sounds just like Rat Trap. Uh Rhinox being a hard ass about food on the I <laughs> I don't and like, yeah I like that was really weird and like what what did that even serve? It ser like it added yeah. nothing to the story at all. And um, it was just a weird character moment that kind of betrayed like what we knew about Rhinox as a character. Um another thing, the perplexing part where Dinobot is like trying to like urge Scold into seeing how like shitty the Predacons are. I'm like, why particularly Scold? Why not Scorponok? Or Waspinator? Like why Scold is she supposed to be younger than like yeah. it never established that they had a rapport or anything. Well, and Scold, yeah, and Scold isn't even really a character at all. Like we know nothing about her. She barely has no. any lines in these issues. I, don't, I can't even really recall what she looks like in her robot form. I one one criticism of the art in the robot forms, the Predacons all look a little too much alike. Yeah. Scold yeah. and Scorponok and Terror. But now the pterosaur's red and silver. It's easy to tell them apart. But before they had, before they landed on planet Energon, um, they definitely looked too similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it establishes some of the characters like really quickly and pretty early. Like Rat Trap is exactly like Rat Trap. He's scrutinous of bad leadership, as he should be. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially in this. Um, yeah. But um okay, but anyways, we're we're jabbering on about it. Anyone listening, every time we review something, we have the too much energon rating system. It's pretty simple. It's yep. not enough energon, a sufficient amount of energon, and too much energon. Too much. And maybe there's an invisible rating system that you may have heard before. If something is like abysmally offensive. The fabled <laughs> no energon rating. The no energon. But that that has to be like like high code levels <laughs> of bad. That that needs to be or the um, the Vok yeah. Tiger Hawk episode of Beast Wars. And unanimous no energon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they're essentially, eh, that was okay. Really good. So, what is the Christopher Siege rating of the first run of the Beast Wars comics? Uh, like I said, the, the art is getting no energy on for me. I think the writing, the writing overall... Pretty mediocre, and I feel like the whoever wrote this show or whoever wrote this comic isn't particularly familiar with the show or the characters. I like the comic more when it starts going its own way instead of just trying to like recreate the plot of Beast Wars. Um, so the writing is getting a low, sufficient amount of energy on from me. It does get okay. So um, overall, overall, it's hard. <laughs> overall, like, it's ah, oh, god, I it's fucking hard. hate, I fucking hate the art so much. Um, it's, it's overall like your experience. Uh, let's, it's hard, it's impossible to do it with uh, to rate it without bias. But let's, if it's standalone. And you knew nothing about Which Dinobot. Which it is, yeah, yeah. Which I, I've right? been trying to... I, I've hard. been trying to to take that approach. Uh, on its own merits, it's getting a low... Overall, it's getting a low sufficient amount of energy on. I hate the art. Um, the writing's kind of hokey at times. But especially after reading issue five, I'm really excited to see where this... Well, that makes me want to continue reading them on my own now that you actually got me caught up with with these. Yeah, I'm I think I'm going to keep reading it at least for now. I'll, I'll keep checking I've heard a rumor I, I think I mentioned earlier. I've heard a rumor that uh, the, the artist might be changing after the next issue. Clicking so. his heels. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Just like as, walking on sunshine. <laughs> as as for me, uh, the NeoCal rating, um, there are so much perplexing writing. Mom, I, I like I like the art style, uh, but there's so much perplexing decisions. I'm like, why why do I need to see Rat Trap like get his food smacked out of his hand by by Rhinox? Um, yeah. Why do I need to see like people like bickering about like what they should do? For like a page or, or two. It gets gets a sufficient amount of energon for me. Uh, and if the, the pacing's fine, 
Like it, it, it moves a, along every issue. Yeah. Um, but the, the writing is, it's very perplexing to me at times. I've already gone into detail. Who is scold to Dinobot and why should we care? <laughs> why is he yep. just talking to her? Right? Like, why is Rat Trap getting his food smacked out of his hands like a filthy child caught stealing? Like a filthy. What, <laughs> um, why does Google Maps give uh, refuse to give Dinobot the Maximal's address, but will then just give them like GPS? Give him like GPS directions to the Maximal base instead. I can't give like, you a map. But I can give you map quest directions. <laughs> okay. I, I won't tell you the address, but I will give you specific instructions on exactly how to get there. Like, okay. So that you end up there anyway. So that you end up there anyway. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, now, I'm okay with the characters being different, but... I need to like the characters more to give it too much energon. And eh. I dislike Optimus Primal in this comic. I dislike Primal. I it's were, were they I, I feel like they're trying to go for a Kirk thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Could, like a hot yeah, yeah. like new captain kind of like thing? like Kirk from the the recent like well. Not even recent at this point. The first one or, came out in fucking 2009, but the J.J. Abrams what? Star Trek movies. Yeah, the hot like that version new, of Kirk. Yeah. New, new captain, right? Um, yeah. Now, again, would have been too much energy on, except I only like three of the characters, <laughs> like Nix, um, Cheetor, because he kept being like, guys, can we, can we go look for our missing... <laughs> Yeah, but he's the only <laughs> one that cares. Jesus Christ! Um, don't like Rhinox. Don't like Primal. Rat Trap is Rat Trap, but until he does something Rat Trapish and cool, he's middle of the road. Megatron's Megatronish, right? But yeah, yeah, it's like Dinobot and Cheetor and Nex are the only ones that are kind of cool so far. Yeah, sufficient amount of energon from both of us. All right, that has been episode 48 of Too Much Energon. Uh, we will be back next week with episode 49 of Too Much Energon, where we will be talking about Beast Wars Super Special Lifeform Transformers, Lyo Convoy in Imminent Danger. It is a... Uh, it is the second part of a uh, three-part uh, theatrical uh, Beast Wars thing that was released uh, in theaters in Japan in 1998. And uh, we're going to talk about that, because why the fuck not? We've had requests to talk about the Japanese Beast Wars shows, and this seems like, if we're just going to do a one-off talking about it, this seems like as good a thing as any to do uh and I i'm forward to it i'm really ex i'm really fucking excited i i've watched the first like couple of minutes and the thing opens with like two like groups of transformers like beast formers like in space in a music duel with like ukuleles and shit and they get interrupted by a fucking space pirate ship showing up 
and think I'm you like, chose a good one. So specifically, what is this called? And you said it's on YouTube, correct? It is on YouTube, yes. Beast Wars Super Special Lifeform Transformers Part 2 Lyo Convoy in Imminent Danger. So <laughs> that's feel free to join. <laughs> so, yeah, it's free. It's free to, to watch on YouTube. It's subtitled. It's probably a fan sub, but <laughs> who cares? It's going to be fun. It, I, I'm really looking forward to it. We'll be back next week with that. Uh, if you want to support the show, um, wherever you're listening to or watching this, give us a like, subscribe, thumbs up, positive rating, five-star review, anything. We we appreciate it. Any and all positive feedback. If you want to get in touch, send us an email, too much energon at outlook.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash too much energon or facebook.com slash lasercomb, uh, which is kind of the central hub of this and every other lasercomb podcast that I produce. Uh, Patreon. Uh, we've recently revamped the Patreon and we're doing a whole bunch of exclusive content on there. For $5 a month, you get. Uh, exclusive preamble audio literally hours of us on this show and the other shows that we do kind of just shooting the shit getting ready to record talking about this that or the other thing for ten dollars and up you get that and a new show called laser comb tonight where we talk <laughs> about uh interesting and comedic news stories of the week it's a lot more fun than it sounds and we just it's it's our spin on it too. Like we'll most of the time it's like dumb, but it's it it was really it was probably one of the Christopher and I just did a laser comb at night segment, and we probably laughed more in that short amount of time, especially near the end there, than we have doing doing a lot of other stuff. So it's mm -hmm. it's fun, and you can be kept uh, current with the the latest news. Yeah. The latest in dubious news. <laughs> and uh for the $25 tier, you get all of that. You also get a uh free t-shirt. You get the ability to pitch us a show to talk about on a upcoming podcast called Pilot Season, which is also a Patreon exclusive where we review the first episode of a random show as chosen by our $25 patrons. And we are doing a monthly commentary track. We've done one so far. It was about Bat Batman and Robin. Had a lot of that's, fun. That's right. <laughs> Had a lot of fun doing that. So uh, go check that out. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, Twitter. Follow me. I am at Lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. And Cal, you are also on Twitter, yes? Yes, NeoCal, Neo underscore Cal with a K. All right. I think we're going to get out of here. So I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. Uh, and until next week, Beast mode? Oh, I forgot. Only one of them says maximize or terrorize during all of those issues. And it's when Nick's 
is trans trying to transform from her robot form to a bat. Yeah, like what the fuck? And we were like, oh, so they do say maximize. Anyway, beast mode. I mean, maximize. anyway, the Bye. art in this comic sucks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye bye. Bye.